Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait <clears throat> on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love, and honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient tribulation, continuing instant prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, giving to the hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. All right. So let's go back to Romans chapter 12 to begin with this morning. Again, we praise the Lord for the opportunity to be here, the opportunity to worship Him with you this morning. We praise Him for your presence, knowing that He is an awesome, sovereign God in control of the things that go on in your life. And as already been uh, said this morning, all things work together. All the things in your life, all the things that go on around us, all things work together for your good to those who love the Lord and those who are decalled according to His perfect plan for you, His purpose. All right. Back to Romans chapter 12. Now, we've, we've all mostly been here for the last uh, couple months, really, that we have been teaching and preaching on the necessity of God's Word for God's children and the importance of the realization of that necessity, how important it is that we not only know that we need God's Word because we're spiritual creatures, We've been born again, just like Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, he must be to enter into the kingdom of God. So we have been born again. So now this new life needs nourishment, it needs food, it needs 
uh, substance in order to not only live on a daily basis, but to grow, to thrive, if you will, as this new person that we are, this Christian that we are, that we're living out this life in this Christianity, in this uh, living for God, living to God. We're living because of God, because He has given a spiritual life where we were separated from Him because of the birth of natural man. All right. We have seen uh, so many different uh, ways of applying the uh, the view of the necessity of God's Word to us, how we need it. And we went through feeding on God's Word, how important it is because if we're weak, we're going to have trouble living this life because this life uh, introduces a battle every day. Every day. Because of the natural man, the natural desires of the heart and mind that still exist within us, we have this battle going on, don't we? And Brother Tom Wright, Brother Chuck has brought this up several times. Brother Tom Wright, who was a member of this church, uh, preached occasionally for us. And uh, he would bring up this example of two dogs that live in the backyard, a white dog and a black dog. And they only feed one a day. Then they feed the next one the next day. And they fought. They fought all the time. And whichever one got fed that day, he won the fight. He won the battle. Why? Because he had the nourishment needed to apply the fight to do what was necessary to win the battle. And that's very applicable, if you will, to us. It applies to us in our daily routine of life. It really does. We saw that as we feed on God's Word, uh, we need to appropriate it, pick it up, dust it off, take it off the shelf, bust it up, dust it off. We needed to chew on it or meditate on God's Word. And as we do that, we always need to be in prayer that God the Holy Spirit will apply His Word to the mind and heart. And remember, He's a faithful God. He does so. He answers our prayer. So as we chew and meditate on God's Word in prayer, it takes effect on our minds and hearts, doesn't it? It really does. How does it do that? Because it's applied by God the Holy Spirit. As we trust in Him. And see, that's where this all started. God gave us a new life. He changed this stony heart that hated Him into a soft heart that loves Him. And He gave us faith or trust that His Word is true. Trust in Him that what He did on the cross of Calvary was perfectly substantial for our life. He bought and paid for this life that we're living and as we meditated on God's Word in prayer, God's Word is assimilated unto us. I like collard greens. 
not just because they taste good, but they're good for me. And my body takes those collard greens and the nutrients that are in them, it applies to the functions of my body that need it. Well, this is a very good application for what happens spiritually when the Lord Holy Spirit applies His Word to our hearts. Okay. Now, Romans chapter 12. I won't say that that catches us up, but partially. Like I said, most of us have been here through these, and they are on Sermon Audio. If anybody misses one, you can go to Sermon Audio and catch up. Chapter 12, Romans Verse 1, Brother Jean just read his, this full chapter for us. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you prevent your bodies a living sacrifice. Well, what happens, what happened in the Old Testament when a sacrifice was given unto the Lord? Something died, didn't it? Something died. But that death represented the purchase or the way in God's plan to give life. You see, we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. God's amazing, isn't he? What he puts on our hearts and we don't even know it. We are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Well, when we present our bodies a living sacrifice, something dies. What is it? It's the old man that still dwells within us, isn't it? It is. We leave that life. We leave the desires of that life. And we desire the Lord. And we seek Him. And it's a daily need. It's a daily need. Uh, this is uh, the first Sunday of this 2024, isn't it? You hear a whole lot about New Year's resolutions. I got nothing against them. They're good. They're very good. It's a resolve to be or do better in the next year. But it's about 364 days short of what the Christian needs. What does the Christian need? Not new, just not just New Year's resolution, but a new day's resolution. It's important and it's necessary. A lot of times we don't really see the, necess, the necessity of a daily, habitual seeking God in His Word. But it is, and I'll tell you why. Because the old man that still lives within your mind and heart and... The enemy, it is absolutely real and absolutely present. They don't quit. Every day, they're still here. So we need a new day's resolution, don't we? We need to resolve or decide in our mind, convince ourselves that the outcome is worth uh, the investment, if you will that we will do what God has commanded us to do, and that is to daily seek Him, not just in His Word, but in prayer, that He will apply it to us. It's very important. 
that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, I got away from this a while ago, but I said in the Old Testament when they made all those sacrifices, yes, that blood shed, it didn't pay for one sin, but it pointed to the blood that did, the true sacrifice. Well, what happened to all those sacrifices? They're dead, every single one of them. But the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, He's not dead. He lives. He's a living sacrifice, you see. He gave His life for us. But then God raised Him from the dead, triumphant over your and His enemies forever. When God does something, it's permanent. It's forever, isn't it? Absolutely. So Jesus Christ is our perfect example of a living sacrifice. And Paul tells us here that we need to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Yes, we were dead in trespasses and sins. And yes, the Bible says that we're as sheep going to the slaughter because this old man is slowly passing away. When you get my age, you'll realize that that's real. <laughs> this body's not the same as it was even a few years ago. But praise God, we're going to have a new body, aren't we? You know, when Jesus Christ went back to heaven, well, let me say this. Remember Doubting Thomas? Doubting Thomas had said before this event, I won't believe that he's risen from the dead unless I see the hole in his side, unless I see those nail prints. I won't believe. Then when the Lord entered into the room without opening the door, he said, Thomas, come here. Put your hand right here and see. I'm sure some of them are still doubtful. He said, you got anything to eat? I'll show you. My body is a functioning body, and it's alive. He ate. His body functioned. Now remember, when he went to heaven, his body went to heaven. Why was it allowed? Because it was a sinless body, you see. Yes, he carried our sin, but he paid the penalty for them. They were put away as far as east is from the west. When he comes back for us, when we meet him in the air, the Bible says we're going to know him because we're going to be like him. See, we're not just going to be spirits floating around. No. We're going to have a new functioning body. We're going to have a new body. Adam and Eve, they had a sinless body, didn't they? They functioned. So will we. Oh, and we're a day closer to that event than we were yesterday. All right. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, Romans 12, 1, by the mercies of God. It's all a gift from God, isn't it? This life is absolutely unmerited favor. That you present your body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2 says, And be not conformed 
to this world. We heard earlier how people are watching us. People are comparing us to a true Christian life. They're comparing our lives, aren't they? They are. Paul says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, this is not a once a year thing. This resolution, this renewing of your mind, it's a once a day thing, isn't it? Absolutely. And uh, we'll we'll name this uh, message our New Day's Resolution. Not New Year's. New Day's Resolution. That's how often our minds need to be reminded of who we are and who our mighty, powerful God is. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I said as we study God's Word on a daily basis, we pray to Him. We ask Him to apply that He would grant us wisdom and discernment and application. In other words, to understand how the Scripture that we're reading applies to us. Oh, and our faithful God, He does so. Oh, I've proved Him over and over, the song says. How I trust Him. Oh, for grace, unmerited favor, to trust Him more. See, as we grow in Him more and more, we realize that this life is in His hands. He has given us this life. He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him in my new day's resolution. See, I resolve every morning to live like Him. I resolve every morning to seek after what He's already predestined for me. And that is to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ who is the living sacrifice. He lives. Ephesians 5, we saw that we are renewed. Our minds are renewed daily. Not once a year. Daily by the washing of the water of the Word of God. Turn with me to Psalm 119. We'll read a couple verses here and we'll close here in Psalm 119. That's the big one. This is a prayer. Psalm 119, 27 says, Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. Isn't that what we're seeking when we look to him every day in his word? Yes, for him to make us understand his ways. The ways of his precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me in according to, unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. That's something I need to do every day. I need to choose the way of truth every day. It's a new day's resolution, isn't it? I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. How do I do that? 
by opening his book and looking therein. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord, put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. Psalm 119, 130 is where we're going to start. The entrance of thy word, plural, the entrance of thy words giveth light. We've already heard this morning that we are the light of the world. We walk in light. We are removing ourselves every day from the way of darkness. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me, as thou used to do unto those that love thy name. Oh, notice this verse, 133. Order my steps in thy word. That's how we seek him, isn't it? We ask him to order our steps. Order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. He's a great Savior, isn't He? Amen. He provides all that we need. And I'll tell you, as we recognize the fact that His Word is what He's provided for our guidance, the more we'll appreciate the time He gives us to be in His Word. Time that we take away from other things that do not reflect his righteousness, other things that do not uh, praise him, glorify him, and into the light in the ways that do glorify him. He is a marvelous, marvelous Savior. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. And he's a faithful God to do just that. May God bless the reading of His Word this day.